happy happy wednesday everyone welcome to word today my name is rachel today i want to refresh each other with um second corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 to 6 this is what it reads for though we walk in the flesh we do not wage war according to the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled mm. That is a good, good passage. Um, It tells us that we, even though we are in the flesh, even though we live in the flesh, even though we walk in the flesh, the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons. They are powerful weapons provided by God. And um, we use them to... uh, to knock down uh, all strongholds of like human reasoning, uh, we use them to destroy false argument. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people or keeps you or keeps me from knowing God, and we capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Wow, this is powerful. This is NLT, New Living Translation. Uh, the way they put it. Um, in another translation on verse 5, this is, this is what to read. We are destroying speculations and every, every loft thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That is uh, NASB, NASB, verse 5. Anyway, so I was, this this is how I came to this uh, passage this morning, actually. Um, it wasn't on my reading plan. It was not on my um, verse of the day. It, it just came to me... Um, the Holy Spirit put in my heart this morning. When I woke up, I had a bunch of thoughts running around my head based on what um, going on in my life right now and uh, what how I end the day yesterday. Um, so as I was meditating on those things in bed before I get off, um, this, this passage came to... Uh, my memory um so i was thinking about um like just 
stuff in general in my life, including the government shutdown, you know, politicians, all kind of things. Um, then right there, I felt like asking my questions, my spirit asking me questions, and I answer myself. Um, for example, the question that came in mind, is the government shut down your God? Obvious, the answer is no. Then stop thinking about it. That's what the spirit was suggesting. Is, is the president, is, is the speaker of the house, are your clients, um, your God, your providers? I say no. The answer is no, obviously. Then stop thinking about it. What about your bills? Uh, what about your bank account? What about, um, what about the symptoms in your body? Are they, are they your God? The answer is not. So, in the, another question that came in mind was, are those things, the government, the shutdown, whatever, if you have symptoms in your body, whatever you see, feel, touch, uh, can hear, are they pure? Are they of good report? Are they noble? Are they worthy of praise? Are they, are they lovely? Are they true? If they're not, then stop thinking about them. Did they make you? The answer, no. Did they give you life? The answer, no. Do they supply your, you with the breath? The answer is no. Can they uh, like add a day in your life or a stature in your height? The answer is no. So I've been, the spirit has been asking me these questions and I keep running over my head. Then I found out what really I should put my thoughts into. Um, anything else that I think that does, is not God and cannot do anything to add any value into my life are not worthy of me thinking about them. In fact, my thoughts are, are God's thoughts. They should be God's, God's thoughts because uh, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Um, God is the only one who, who made me. He's the one who provides. He's the one who protects. He's the one who heals. He's the one who guides. He's the one who counsels. He's the one who directs. He's the one who comfort. He's the one who give love, joy, peace. Peace that surpasses of all understanding. Peace that the world cannot give you. Then he is the only one worthy of thinking, like giving a thought of your day. So you don't need to waste another minute in vain things, in, in worthless uh, thoughts. Um, and so while I was thinking of all that, this verse that you need to, you know, destroy all speculations, you know, every loft uh, thing that raise up against the knowledge of God. So you tell that thought when they come, do you know Jesus? Have you met God? If they don't know, you keep, you, you capture them, you, you, you keep them captive to obey Christ. That, that's our job. That's my job. Um, you may say, what are examples of speculations? 
um, the news is example of speculation. Everything the news say, it's speculation. And the only even let's say your body, you you feel a little pain on your on your on your ankle or whatever, some part of your body. That is speculation. And the only time that speculation become real is if you validate it. So you have a power to validate it or to dismiss it. If it's symptoms, you just capture it to obey Christ. You introduce it to Jesus. Who is big? Who is immortal? Who is mortal? Who is immortal? Who is uh, true? Everything else is false ex- except God. And we know God doesn't change. So anything that change, you know, the, the news will change. They change, in fact, every second. You know that uh, everything, seasons change, people change, everything change. Even your furniture in your own house change. After they've been beaten by the light and the dust and the wiping down and all that, they change. So the only thing, the only person, the only being that doesn't change is God. So God will not change for anybody, which give us, leave us with only one option, is us to change to him. So you have to capture those thoughts to obey Christ. You, have, you are the one who need to change. Your thoughts need to change. Your symptoms need to change. They need to obey Jesus. And that's your job and my job to do it. So this passage in uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 6, just fitted perfectly with the message, with my thoughts that were running on my head. Joshua 1, 8, God commanded us to, um, he said, this book of law shall not depart from your mouth, meaning we have to speak it. But you shall meditate in it day and night, meaning keep it in your eyes all the time, continually. Don't let it depart from your, from your eyes and from your uh, heart. And then he say, when you do that, you're gonna be, you're gonna prosper, and your ways will, you will have good success in everything you do. And it's true. You speak the word of God to that thing. You captured to obey Christ. You captured to change, to be like Christ. You captured to uh, to to kneel down to Christ. That's that's my job, and that's your job. And nobody can do for anyone. Everything we see or usually deceive us. Eve was deceived when she saw that fruit was pleasant to the eyes and delicious to eat and good to make one wise. How can a fruit make somebody wise? But she thought she saw first. The same thing we see with Lot. Lot was Abraham's cousin. When God told Abraham to move from one country to go to Canaan, they moved. He took uh, Lot, actually is his nephew. He took Lot and Lot and his wife, Sarah, and wherever they belonged to them. And as they go along the way to the promised land, which they went, they got rich, very, very rich, that they had to split. Like one go to one side and one another go to another side. So Abraham told Lot, say, look, we are here. You pick the area, and the one you, if you pick li- right, I'm gonna go left. If you pick left, I'm gonna go right. 
and the Bible say, Lord, uh, lift up his eyes and saw the green pasture, uh, saw the area that was well watered. And he said to Abraham, that's the area I'm going to pick. And that's the area of Sodom and Gomorrah. The most wicked place in the planet, God had no choice but to send fire from heaven to completely wipe out that area. But Lot was deceived with his eyes. He saw the green pasture. He saw. That's why all these things that we see, everything that's physical, they are only speculation. It's until you validate it, then it is to you. Um, Joshua and Caleb, when they went to the uh, to spy the land, when Moses sent twelve spies, only Joshua and Caleb came with a good report, and ten of them did not. Why? Because they saw the giants. And they were afraid of them. Joshua and Caleb saw the same thing, the giants. But for them, they did not believe the giant. They believed the word of God. God told them that I have given you this land. It's yours. Do not be afraid of those, those giants. I have given you for breakfast. They, they are your lunch. Joshua and Caleb believed God. They didn't care about what they see. The problem is people always care about what they see what what is physical to them is more powerful than what is not physical that than things that we do not see that's why this passage on verse 3 it tells us it tells us that for though we walk in the flesh we are walking in the flesh but we do not wage war uh, like flesh, like 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 carnal men. Our weapons are not carnal. God gave Joshua mighty, powerful uh, uh, weapons to fight those giants. Who would think that just you know praising God and marching around the wall will make the wall fall? Who would think that even before they got in the land, those people would be afraid of them, would be scared? Why? Because we do not fight our warfare with carnal, with physical weapons. We go by God's stronghold, God's uh, mighty weapons. That's what we do. So that's the message for us today, this morning. It's not about what you see. It's not about what you smell. It's not about what you touch. It's not about what you feel. Those things should never, ever, ever move you. The only one person, one thing that have to move you is the word of God. It is God. It is his word. It is what he has done and what he is doing. You can simply visit your life and see how you walk with him where he took you from, the victory he has given you. And, 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 and start with that. And, and then when you go in the Bible, there's so many examples. We were not there 3,000 years ago. But when you read, the word of God is living. It's not dead. It's living, it's powerful, and it's so real to you as if you were there 3,000 years ago. 
So you read those stories and you put together with your own experiences and you just know and the Holy Spirit confirms to our spirit that this stuff are true. We, even though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty for the pulling down of the stronghold. My prayer to you today, my prayer to me, is that nothing physical should ever move you and ever again. Let this sink in your heart that, that everything that you see, consider them as speculations. Consider them imaginations. And it's your job to capture them, that speculation, to capture that imagination, to obey Christ. And that's my prayer for you. In the name of Jesus. Until next time. Bye.